Hello, and welcome to this special Christmas episode of Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 2 of Ore Monogatari. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So last we left off, we sort of became familiar with Takio, his friend Makoto, and I guess uh, a sort of love interest Yamato. And I guess the crux of the issue here is that every girl Takio likes ends up falling for his friend, and he ultimately just kind of rejects them. You know... This is a rather long recap. That's interesting, because, um... I don't know, I would have assumed that this is sort of like a, uh... A time-padding sort of strategy, and, um... I would have assumed that Madhouse would be above this kind of thing, but maybe, um... I don't know, they only have so much to work with, or something. Because we really are getting, like, the entirety of the previous episode in this sequence here. Alright, so this was the big development from the end of the last episode. They exchanged phone numbers or email addresses. I think it was described as email addresses, but it sort of, um... Seems to be interchangeable. So, Takio does have her contact information, even though he's not fully invested in pursuing a relationship himself, yet. So I do think it's also worth noting that Takio sort of noticed that this is the first girl that Makoto hasn't soundly rejected, and therefore he's sort of taken it upon himself to uh, try and help them as much as possible. You know, it's nice that even though this is a situation that's played out again and again, where a girl he likes has supposedly fallen for his friend, He's willing to go all in and help ensure that this relationship is successful. 
I mean, to some degree, he's clearly not all that thrilled about it, but nevertheless, I think that speaks to a degree of honor or, I guess, character, integrity. Alright, so I guess this is the obvious issue, you know, if somebody like Makoto never seemingly wants to interact with girls, you know, what, what type of girl does it for him? Like, I feel like you can't really tell without asking directly, but on the other hand, that's kind of a weird conversation to initiate, unless you're already sort of on an adjacent topic. I mean, I'd imagine if you just, like, barge in and say, like, you know, hey, dude, uh, what kind of girls do you like? You know, that's, uh... That's a weird conversation. Even among friends. Yeah, so I guess, in a sense, this is sort of the difference between the two of them. You know, Takio is far more likely to goof up, whereas Makoto is more diligent and studious. Yeah, you know, what a big surprise, uh, the conversation isn't any less awkward. Oh. He's asking about Gundam characters. Man. You know, I don't get all of these references, but, like, that was a deep cut there. Like, which, which girl from Gundam do you like more? You know, that's probably, uh... Probably a good way to gauge a person's character, although for my money, I think the better question to ask is, you know, do you prefer Rey or Asuka? But, you know, maybe that's too obvious. Ooh. I don't think Makoto necessarily intends this, but that's kind of a harsh thing to say, that, you know, your type of girl is anyone you have a halfway decent chance with. Ouch. I mean, I get, like, this is probably in line with Makoto's character, you know, he doesn't uh, emote too much, he's kind of stone-faced, but... Jeez, man, you could inflect a little bit of humor so as not to sound like a real jerk. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's something alright, you know, just sort of realizing that the tree looks rather anatomical. So I'm wondering, uh, what precisely the deal is here, you know, does Makoto just not care about dating? I mean, I can understand that to a degree, there's a lot of hassle involved and... You know, there's no guarantee of a good outcome. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's sort of an answer. Although maybe not the one Take was expecting. Yeah. I, I guess it's... Kind of a nice thing that Taki is so interested in helping his friend. You know, even if he might be entirely misreading all aspects of the situation. I mean, really, when you get down to it, it seems more like he's harassing his friend more than anything else. Oh dear. Learning English grammar, that is truly boring, you know. Can't blame Takio for falling asleep doing something like that. Alright, so the plot's moving forward. Yamato sent him a message saying, you know, hey, I cooked that cake. You know, do you want to come over and eat it? And I don't know whether or not she actually has uh, Makoto's contact information as well, but uh, I don't think she does. So, you know, if nothing else, I think this should be something of a hint. But, I don't know, maybe I wasn't paying attention, or maybe uh, Takio's denser than I give him credit for. I mean, he's certainly engrossed in replying to her. And can you blame the guy, really? Granted, I do think he's kind of misguided. You know, especially if she really doesn't have any contact with her interest in talking to Makoto. So it seems like Takio's sort of dragging him along to have that cake, and just based on the way Makoto's talking, it doesn't seem to me that he was necessarily invited. Like, I'm sure Yamato won't turn him away or anything, but he seems to be under the impression that this, you know, this wasn't for him. Alright. That's, uh... That's deliberate right there. I think that's confirmation, you know. She was really happy to see Takio, and... Happy to see Makoto too, but there was a definite change in her demeanor. You know, not that she hates the guy, but that, you know, he's not the main draw. Yeah, you know... I know uh, Makoto's sort of saying that as an insult, but, you know, with a build like that, Takio could be a sumo wrestler. What little I know of the sport. Alright. So what's going on here, then? You know, Yamato seemed to want to spend time with Makoto, and he just sort of blew her off, but... 
I'm thinking there's gotta be another angle here, you know? Obviously, it sort of seems this way to validate what Takio's thinking. And, you know, he's sort of, um... Slipping into that role of the third wheel. You know, I'm interested that he's sort of going straight to childhood stories. Because, you know, kids do a lot of embarrassing stuff. And I'd imagine um, this story is going to be no exception. I guess it's interesting that for a school play, they uh, they played out that parable of the Red Ogre, which was in the beginning of the first episode. So I guess the moral of this story is that Takeo and Makoto are pretty good friends. You know, they've got a good rapport, and Takeo's trying to talk up his friend here. But I think there's uh, something else at play here, you know? He's essentially divulging a bunch of embarrassing stories, and... I mean, that's kind of what you do in a relationship, you know? Eventually you get to a point where you just talk about all sorts of embarrassing stuff you did and it's not really a big deal so I guess sort of sharing stuff like this Takio sees it one way but I'm pretty sure Yamato sees it another I mean I guess part of the problem why there's this seeming misunderstanding or at least that's what it seems to be to me is that nobody's being especially forthright about what their intentions are. And it's probably for the best, honestly. So, I'm thinking this is pretty good confirmation, you know? She wants to bake more things, and... I don't know, I don't think she would necessarily do that if there weren't... I guess some ulterior motive for her. I mean, ulterior makes it sound shady when I don't think it is. So I'm wondering, do they just sort of like spend the whole day together in the park? Because that's kind of what it seems like, and that's not just something you do with acquaintances. So, tellingly, she's asking about contacting Takio. Alright, yeah, there we go. 
She didn't have Makoto's contact information after all. So I think that's, uh... That's confirmation. I mean, they're swapping it after all. And Takio thinks he's helping. And I guess, indeed, from his perspective, he is. But, you know, I don't think he knows the full story. Because Yamato, she seems surprised. Yeah, you know, this is interesting because Takio is essentially being outgoing, trying to facilitate a relationship between these two. Oh dear. Wow, that uh, sort of came out of nowhere. And I guess good on Takio for being uh, built like a mountain gorilla. I mean, I'm sure this is exaggerated somewhat, but it's no mean feat to block a falling... I don't know what you'd call it. I don't know, like a, a construction beam or something like that? So I guess as I was saying before that happened, Takio, he's being more outgoing in an attempt to facilitate a relationship. But I think that he is being more outgoing, he's sort of helping himself. And I guess I can sort of sympathize with him feeling crushed both by the beam and by just the general situation. I guess it's also notable that Makoto came back to help him, as did Yamato. You know, I can't imagine that she'd actually contribute all that much, but it's certainly the thought that counts. Alright, so again, immediately, she's concerned with Takio. Granted, he was, you know, doing most of the heavy lifting. Makoto wasn't necessarily in a position to be injured. But that she would go out of her way to tend to him. You know, it's something that I would consider positive, but I think there's definitely room in and out of universe to interpret this in different ways. I mean, I don't think there's any way you can misinterpret this scene right here, but, uh... I'm sure Taki will try his hardest. Yeah, man, he's really out of it now. And I mean, I guess you would be. Man, the poor guy. Like, I don't know if he can keep up this third wheel business if he's feeling like this after having a band-aid put on his cheek. 
So I'm not sure exactly why that got his attention, but it seems like Takio is sort of coming back down to Earth, realizing that, you know, he needs to back off. Ensure that their relationship goes off without a hitch, even if, you know, that's not actually what's going on. So, he's still determined to cheerlead their relationship, even though Yamato's calling him and checking to see how he's doing, you know. Like, a display of concern like that, that's, um... I don't want to say it's not normal. And I mean, if she's asking to meet up alone... Like, I, I can understand how somebody in the moment could miss this, but to me, the viewer... Like, this is pretty darn clear, Takio. Go for it, man. I mean, he's still sort of... Maybe not in denial, but he doesn't really quite get it. And it's kind of unfortunate, you know, he needs someone to help him out rather than trying to help out others. Poor guy. Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. Merry Christmas, Space Cowboy.